and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This is your host, R.C. Norman. Consider yourself renewed. Welcome, my renewed family, to another episode on the Renewed. I'm so grateful that you decided to join me on this evening. Um, We have definitely a juicy topic that I can't wait to dive into this week. However, I want to first thank you all for those of you who share, who subscribe, who like, and who tune in in every week. I definitely want to thank you because without you, it wouldn't be possible. I'm so grateful uh, for the responses and everything that you all do. I'm definitely, 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 I thank you so much. Um, let's, let's dive in. So the topic this week we'll be discussing overcoming rejections. Overcoming rejections. Uh, so the Hebrew defines rejected as despised, to become vile, be dissolving, or either be vanishing, or cast away, to be refused, utterly rejected, and a reprobate. Reprobate means also rejected or hardened. Rejection from defined by Webster is the act of not accepting, believing, or considering something. It's the state of being rejected. Rejection can also be defined as the act of pushing something or someone away. One may experience rejection from one's family of origin, a friend, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, a husband or a wife, and resulting emotions can often be painful. Often these results from that stems from rejection can be very painful to a person. A lot of times it stems from a husband or a wife. Let's say that husband, for example, he works a lot. He works long hours and he comes home and he's tired. Uh, and the wife starts feeling rejected and neglected because he has not spending any time with her. And vice versa, you know, these things tend to start rejection to take place. Uh, Let's look at some of the psychological effects of rejection. And these begin to deal with a person's mental health. Uh, The first one is trauma. Trauma. Uh, An example of this is when children feel consistently rejected by their parents And they find it difficult to succeed at school as well as in relationships with their peers. Some individuals develop a chronic fear of rejection, often as a result as well. So guess what? Oftentimes they have multiple traumatic experiences with rejection early in life. This stems from childhood when they grow up with uh, with adopted parents or they grow up with a single parent home and sometimes they have a single father or a single mother and 
a lot of times they struggle with right rejection of that parent, uh, missing that parent and longing for the attention and the validation of that parent who's missing. Number two, a psychological effect of rejection is another one is depression. Studies show that rejection is linked to the development of depression in a lot of teenage girls as well as others. Uh, A lot of times bullying stems from rejection, which includes depression as well as eating disorders and oftentimes self-harming behavior. Yes, self-inflicted wounds. A lot of times uh, people go through rejection. A lot of times they try to cut their wrist and do things like even attempt suicide. A lot of times this stems from rejection. Number three, a pain pain response. There are researches that shows the brain responding to social pain by the receptor systems in the brain that usually releases a natural painkiller when an individual experiences social pain. This is what a pain response does. Number four, anxiety anxiety and stress. Rejection can also lead to pre-existing conditions such as stress and anxiety as well as other mental health conditions. Number five, abuse. One study has shown that males that are abusive in relationships had experienced higher levels of parental rejection during childhood. This rejection hurt them to the point that they take it out on another, either emotionally or physically. Wow, that's so true. If you really think about it, though, you think about uh, a lot of times when a man is abusive uh, to a spouse or even in a relationship when he, or even he has anger issues, anger problems, and he's always a brawler, always trying to defend himself. A lot of times that stems from a lack of acceptance. He's trying to be accepted or or he has been neglected and rejected in his life. And so now this anger is is bottled up on the inside and now he's lashing out. He's trying to fight and he's just, he don't know how to control himself. And he's really in pain. This study shows that a lot of times this man is abusive and he experienced rejection from his childhood. He experienced rejection from his from either mother or father who was on drugs or no matter what they was going through working long hours no matter what it could have been but yes this is a lot of times where this abuse comes from so we're going to tackle how to overcome rejection yes you ask how the one overcome rejection number one you must acknowledge your emotions. You must acknowledge your emotions. Don't ignore, suppress, or deny the pain. Whether you have been let down by a loved one or denied a job, deal with it head on. 
Ask God to help you to detach from your emotions and feelings. You must detach from it. Because the devil always, he loves to play on our emotions as well as our feelings. Hey, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, as well as share with others. Thank you. If you give the enemy a chance, he will have a field day playing with your mind. He'll have a field day throwing darts. These darts are suggestions. That's why the Bible tells us to keep our shield of faith up. Because the enemy is throwing darts, suggestions at your mind. And he loves to play with your mind and play with your emotions and feelings. If, a, if the devil see that you're emotionally unstable, he's always going to throw things at you. Number two, expect to be rejected. Expect to be rejected. It's a part of the course. You're going to be rejected in this world. You're going to be rejected on this earth, especially if you're in the kingdom of God and you're trying to walk after God and you try to do things the right way in Christ. Luke 6 and 22 states that blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. And the Bible tells us to rejoice in that day and leap for joy for behold, your reward is great in heaven. It's great in heaven for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. The Bible tells us to rejoice. And he also says in Matthew 10 and 22 that ye shall be hated of all men for my sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. You, you got to expect to be rejected. It's a part of the course. If you are never rejected, you must ask yourself, am I pleasing the world or am I pleasing God? If you aim to please God, this world will reject and hate you. If you never get rejected, you may be living in a comfort zone and it's time for you to step outside of that box. Number three. You must encourage and speak life to yourself. Death and life is in the power of the tongue and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. You must speak life no matter what in every situation. Never say I can't do that or I'm not qualified, but rather say I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. No matter if you have even just went through a rough divorce or either fired from a job recently, hold your head up and the creed will get better. Speak the word over your life and believe it. No matter what rejection come your way, no matter what comes your way, Speak life. Number four, never allow rejection to define you. Never allow rejection to define you. If a job or a love interest rejects you, just have an attitude of, you know what? Maybe that's just not what God has for me. And I know he must have better because this wasn't meant for me. God has, because God knows what's best. He knows exactly what I need because I put my trust in him. Now, if you put your trust in man 
and you put your confidence in man and in yourself, then yes, you're going to always miss the marker. You always, you, you know, you're not going to do the things that's right in God. You're not going to always make wise decisions because you're making decisions from a corner round. But you must have the spiritual mind so you can make decisions based upon what God wants for your life. Never allow someone's opinion of you to define you. Because God says in his word that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. This is what you must always speak over your life, no matter what. Number five, learn from rejection. You must learn from your rejection. You must ask yourself, what did I gain? Or learn from this. What? What did I gain? Rather than having a pity party, you must begin to turn this into a teaching opportunity for growth. It's always about growing in God. Always be very leery when one becomes stagnant. We should always pray and ask God to not be in a place of stagnation. Because with every rejection, allow it to make you stronger and stronger and stronger with every rejection. Never allow rejection to keep you down. Never allow rejection to hold you down because it wants to keep you down. It wants to keep you in a place of depression and it wants to suppress you. But you can't allow it to hold you down. Allow it to make you stronger. You got to learn from everything Everything that we go through is a teaching moment. Everything. And we have to learn from every one of our mistakes, every one of our failures, every one of our rejection. Because guess what? It may not be a failure. It may be what God has for your life. It could ha- it could be just what God ordered, just what the doctor ordered. It could be exactly what God ordered for your life. Because Rejection could be a good teacher if you allow it. You have to use this as an opportunity to move forward with more wisdom in God. You have to allow this to become a teaching moment in God. And this will allow you to move forward in the wisdom of God. God wants you to have the wisdom of him and not the wisdom of man. A world of the world's wisdom because this type of wisdom will lead you to destruction but God's wisdom God is all knowing and there's nothing greater than the wisdom of God because the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is begins beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding so in everything we do we must get gain wisdom we must seek after wisdom it's the wisdom of God Watch this. No matter what, out of all these things, truly the greatest and the only true solution to overcoming rejections is through Jesus Christ. It's through Jesus. There's no greater solution to overcoming rejection by in the blood of Jesus. Jesus is able to deliver us from every rejection, from every addiction, from every 
thing that we go through. He's able to do it. I know he can do it because he even did it in my life when I struggled with rejection at times. Struggled, but God was able to bring me out of it. Watch this. Luke 17 and 25 states, But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. So guess what? Even Jesus was rejected. So if Jesus was rejected, what makes us think that we won't be? Because the Bible states in 1 John 2 and 6, if we say we abide in him, we must walk even as he walked. If we say we belong to Jesus, we got to walk just as he walked. We got to take on the character of God. Paul said, I want to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. I want to know and experience what God went through. Nothing compares. Nothing ever that we go through in this world will compare to what Jesus had to endure and what he went through. All of the ridicule, all of the stress, after everybody spoke all manners of evil against his name, he still went through it for us because he was rejected of his generation. He was rejected of his people. The Bible said the prophet have no honor in his own country. Jesus didn't have honor even in Jerusalem. Even where he was from, they despised him. His own people, the Jews, they hated him. They called him everything but a son of God. They called him a devil. <laughs> and he said, how can a devil cast out a devil? He was doing great miracles, signs and wonders. But that's what they called Jesus. They spit on him. They stabbed him in the back. They pierced him in his side. They beat him. And they rejected the king of all kings. The Lord of all lords. So who are we? Who are we? Isaiah 53. Let's go there. Isaiah 53. Let me bring you in a little bit where how Jesus, what he had to endure. So it'll give us another way of looking at how we must deal with rejection. This is how Jesus did it. Let's start at verse 2. I want to read it. Actually, I'm going to read it from the Amplified. Isaiah 53 and 2. For he, the servant of God, grew up before him like a tender plant and like a root out of dry ground. He has no stately form or majestic splendor that we will look at him nor a handsome appearance that we would be attracted to him. So this means that Jesus wasn't even, <laughs> he wasn't even handsome. He wasn't even an attractive man. This is the king of kings we're talking about. So you just imagine how he was rejected and talked about. They probably called him ugly and everything. He was an attractive man. He was despised and rejected by men. He was a man of sorrows and pain, and he was acquainted with grief. He knew grief. He, him and grief was partners. He was acquainted with it. And like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised, and we did not appreciate his worth or esteem him. 
We didn't even respect him or admire him. This is what the Bible says. And we didn't even appreciate his worth. He came here to die for our sins and we were unappreciated. We didn't appreciate him. The Bible said he was rejected. He was rejected by all men. Watch this. Verse 4. But in fact, he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assume that he was stricken, struck down by God and degraded and humiliated by him. So we thought that he was just doing this just for his health and that we were just ignorant, ignorant of this and assuming that he was stricken. He must have did something wrong. But watch this. What Look what the Bible says. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for us, for our well-being, guess what it did? It fell on him. And the Bible says, and by his stripes, his wounds, we are healed. Because all of us at one point, like sheep, we have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused this wickedness of us all, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing, to fall on him instead of us. Hallelujah. That's a, that's a moment right there to give God praise. It was allowed to fall on him instead of us. So we didn't have to go through this. He stood in the place. He stood in proximity for us that we didn't have to go through it. Watch this. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth to complain or even defend himself. How many of us, when we go through things, we've been rejected and we be hurt and depressed and down and going through all kind of chains emotionally. How many of us, we complain about our situation uh, and we try to defend ourselves from people speaking all manners of evil against our name. We try to defend ourselves and we try to do things to make it seem like we are more than who we really are. But guess what the Bible said right here? It said Jesus didn't even open his mouth to complain or even defend himself. Even when he endured the cross, he didn't say nothing. Even when they asked him who he was, even when Pilate, he asked Jesus, who do you are? He said, who do you say I am? <laughs> who do you say I am? He didn't even boast in himself. He made his boast in God. He was so amazing. This is how we have to model our life. And this is how we must walk. And like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that is silent before her shears, so he did not even open his mouth. What great power. That's the power of nothing but God to not even open his mouth, to allow people to say anything about him. Guess what we, what we can't afford to do? So this man of sorrows, Jesus, he was rejected by those around him, and he is still rejected by many today. 
Some reject him by standing against him. Others ignore him and his great gift of forgiveness. We often ignore God's forgiveness. Many done it. I've done it. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of even rejecting God and his forgiveness. Don't be like one of the people who rejected Jesus because he understands the same rejection you have endured. But worse. By rejecting his grace, you will be reminding him of his time on earth. Don't allow your rejections to cause you to be rejected. You can't allow your rejections of what you've been through in your life to cause you to be rejected by God. Because you are having a pity party because you blame you saying, woe is me. When the Bible says, when you become, he's a father to the fatherless. He said, when your mother and your father forsake you, he will adopt you. This is what the Bible states. And he also states in John 12, 48, whoever rejects me and refuses to accept my teachings. That's whatever, whoever refuses to accept his word, the Bible, the commandments, his law. Everything that he spoke has one who judges him. The very word that I spoke will judge and condemn him on the last day. If you reject and you refuse God's teachings and his word. He said God will judge you. God is going to judge the sins of the world. But if you allow Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you and wash away all pain. And take away all pain and all hurt. He'll and you repent. He will wash away all your sins and give you a clean slate. And he'll present you before God faultless. What an honor. So you must ask yourself a question. Do you reject him? Ignore him? Or accept him? This is a real question you must ask yourself. Because so many reject him every day. So many ignore him every day. But some have made a decision to accept him. To accept him as Lord and Savior. To walk in his statues. To speak with us, said the Lord. No matter who don't like it. No matter who. No matter the friends. No matter the family. It doesn't matter. Because the Bible said, if you be ashamed of me. Before men, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father which is in heaven. God has done absolutely too much for us to be ashamed of him. And he is the only reason why we are able to overcome rejections. We can't allow ourselves to get caught up in feelings and emotions. We have to allow these things to be evacuated from our life. And we have to walk in the fullness and the power of God. And we must believe God and stand on God's word. No matter rejection, no matter the persecution, no matter everything that we've been through in this life. Because this life has, this world has absolutely nothing good to offer you but death. But Jesus has the keys to heaven. And he has the keys that will unlock your destiny if you allow him to. But you must allow him to be Lord over your life and no longer allow you 
you can no longer be in a rut about rejections, about things that you've been through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I just want to pray. I want to pray for you. For those I know is some of you have been struggling. Some of you have been through things and rejections. Some of your parents have gotten a divorce and it hurt you as a child. Some of you even have went through hard relationships and hard breakups. And even some of you even struggle with identity because of a father who wasn't in your life or a mother wasn't who wasn't in your life. But I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe God that God will mend your heart. The Bible says that he draw nigh to a broken heart and he saves such as a contrite spirit. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you now thanking you and praising you for being Lord and thanking you, O oh God, for the ability to be able to break chains and deliver us from everything that we go through. And I ask now that you will touch even that listener, touch that man, touch that woman, touch that boy, touch the girl who have struggled with identity and identity crisis, who have struggled with rejection, who struggle with depression. Even some right now that's listening, even some have even contemplated suicide. But I ask you, my Savior, that you will touch their mind and free their mind even now. And I counsel suicide over their life. And I pray, my Lord, that you allow them to experience the peace and the joy of God. Allow them to dwell in the secret place. Allow them to dwell in your presence because the Bible says that in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy and at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Allow them to grow into the things of you and don't allow them to look on the past. You said in your word, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Give them a new life. And give them a new mind because you told us to be renewed in the spirit of our mind that we may put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Give them a new mind, my savior. I thank you for allowing rejections to be overcome by the blood of the lamb. You said they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I thank you right now, Lord, that you have even counseled the spirit of rejection off of their lives. We bind the spirit of rejection even now. And I thank you, my Lord, that you have given them the ability to overcome rejections in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, this is my most favorite part of the show. And I am so excited. I like to call this part the renewed experience. Because it's at this moment where you are presented with an opportunity and an experience to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. You are now presented with the opportunity to live a new life, to be renewed, to be born again. Wow, what an honor to be chosen, called by Jesus. The Bible states in Romans 10 and 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So this is the first step in order to receive salvation. 
But you have to confess it out of your mouth. You have to believe it in your heart. But first, we have to do the first step. And that's confessing and believing and allowing him to enter into our heart. So if you would, I'm going to pray a prayer. But I need you to repeat after me and say, Dear God, I know that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross and was raised from the dead. And because I am a sinner and need forgiveness, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I am willing to change the direction of my life by acknowledging you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, and by turning away from all of my sins. Thank you for giving me forgiveness. Thank you for giving me eternal life. And most importantly, thank you for saving my soul. Now, Jesus, I believe that you are the Savior, and I believe that I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Come on. Hallelujah. The angels rejoice when one coming to the king. Now, if you have made this decision, please reach out to us on our website at rcnormanministries.org or you can email us at rcnormanministries at gmail.com or either on our Facebook or Instagram at rcnormanministries. We would love to know about your decision. And we would love to keep you on our prayer list as well as pray that you will be filled with the most precious gift of the Holy Ghost. We are so excited. This is the best decision that you could have ever made. Now you will live your best life. You thought you had new life, but you will never experience life like this. And that's why I like to call it the renewed experience. Please, please, please subscribe as well as leave us a review. Also, leave us a rating, preferably five stars. And also, do me a huge favor. Share it with your family or friends. Don't be selfish. Don't hog it all to yourself. Share with them the grace you have received, which is called Renewed.